0: Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 22. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Seelig. Alright, today is uh, July 7th we're recording on, so it's a Sunday. It's also my birthday, which is... Happy birthday! Oh boy! (laughs) Uh, Shit. Uh, So, we're back again. Uh, Took a little bit of an extra time between the last episode and today, but not too much. It's uh, like a week and a half, so nothing too bad. Nah. Uh, we're going to get right into it. It's not going to be too much of a crazy episode, light news for the most part, but James, we'll start off with uh, what games we're playing. Let me yeah. go first.
1: So, I don't know why, like, I, I don't know, I, I never was really that into Luigi's Mansion b- until they revealed Luigi's Mansion 3, and I guess it still, I don't know if that was it, whatever. Like, Nintendo talked about Luigi's Mansion 3 on, at E3, and I was like, huh, well if there's a third one coming out i guess i should probably play the rest of the series just to see like what it's all about because like i played a little bit of
0: gamecube ds and then switch now
1: uh it was a gamecube 3ds yeah gamecube 3ds and then now the new one's gonna be on switch okay uh and i never really finished luigi's mansion one when it came to gamecube i think it's like I don't know. It's really weird. It's not even that scary of a game, but I guess as a kid, I was like really easily scared. So, all the like creeping around in the dark mansion and like Luigi getting freaked out by ghosts and stuff made me get freaked out by them. So, I didn't get very far. Uh, Now that I'm an adult and stuff, I I started playing the uh, first one on my 3DS because they re released that. I actually really liked it. It's super fun. Like, the controls could have been a little bit better because it's like. A completely three D game and aiming your Poltergeist three thousand with like a tiny little eraser head like joystick thing was not the best, but I don't know. It's super fun. The only thing was like the whole game, you get like random cash like flying out of things that you can like suck up and whatnot, and you don't ever use it for anything. And I was just like, what the fuck is this money even for? Is it just like a high score or whatever? Turns out it is a high score, but it also determines what kind of mansion Luigi actually gets when he wins at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, the the whole, like, shtick, it's actually really funny when you uh, first meet Professor Egad, he's like, hey, wait, you think that mansion is real? That mansion's not real. Those ghosts made that mansion. It wasn't there last night. Like, I don't know how you, like, you won a contest saying you own a mansion now. It turns out like, a bunch of boos captured Luigi, or no, captured Mario, and then invited Luigi there to try to capture him, too. I don't know why. Either way. So, I don't know. It was re- Long story short, it was a really fun game. It had this really interesting mechanic where, like, when you were hunting the 50 boos in the house, they could actually, like a ghost, go through walls, and you could tra- track them through the house and stuff. So, I thought that was kind of cool. But, yeah, I only got, like, A rank b mansion at the end which was still pretty sweet but apparently like i could have had like a super mansion if i got like all the money or
0: whatever is it the ranking system where it's like uh, b and a and is it s afterwards it's
1: like s at at the end
0: is that like that's is that actually just like mainly a japanese thing or is that um
1: i don't know i mean it's definitely used a lot in japanese games like in in devil may cry even in dance 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 revolution i think that makes sense like uh, mega man has always had i guess it's a capcom thing But, like, uh, Mega Man has always... Not always, but, like, in the games where, like, levels were ranked, S was, like, the highest rank. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, a lot of arcade games have S rank at the end. Uh, Devil May Cry, like I just said, has, like, when you're doing a combo, S rank is the best. I think Triple S is actually the best, but either way, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is just a Japanese thing, because I haven't really seen anything. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, I never really thought about it. But, yeah, so now that i finished Luigi's Mansion 1... I don't really care about playing it again to get, like, the best mansion. I just wanted to, like, get through the story. Uh, So now I'm probably going to try to play the second one at some point because I have that on 3DS as well. I don't know if I'm going to go into it right away. But um, in the meantime, Mario Maker 2 just came out. And I've been really liking that. Like, I've mostly been playing the story... Because apparently the story is, like, completely separate from the, uh, what, like the, I don't remember what it's called, but basically, like, earning coins and shit in other levels that other people make doesn't mm-hmm. contribute to your story campaign. And the story campaign is basically, like, oh, uh, you just finished building Peach's Castle, and then, oh, no, reset, no, undo dog hits the reset button undo dog. Yeah. So like they kind of made, uh, made it like, uh, I guess it was like an in joke, I guess. Cause one of the tools in Mario maker for like quickly undoing your last thing is the undo dog. I don't know why he's a dog, but it's just this kind of cute thing where you like you hit the undo thing and he like barks. And the last thing uh, you did like gets undone. And so yeah, undo dog hits the reset rocket and like destroys the castle and the whole point of the game is you have to play these like hundreds some odd levels to um to just literally earn enough coin to fund rebuilding the castle so that, that's actually been surprisingly fun as like just a, a separate mode like i don't even think anyone gave a shit about mario maker 2 having a story they were just like oh shit Mario Maker is coming to Switch with, like, even more tools? Yeah, thank you. Oh, it has a story, too? Okay. But, honestly, I've been really liking it. Um, But even, like, I started playing random character or player-created levels at some point just to see, like, what it's at. And it's, like, there's some high-quality levels out there. Like, it basically, Mario Maker 2 feels like just infinite Mario. And it's awesome. Uh, Other than that, uh, I got kind of addicted to playing elder scrolls blades and a little bit into elder scrolls legends this last week because like you and chris both said like oh it's actually really good and i was like well oh, i'll give it another shot oh blades yeah i was like i'll give it another shot the the loot box mechanic kind of annoyed the shit out of me but like I'll i'll try it and like i don't know i've been having a lot of fun trying to rebuild the town and just doing random missions and stuff while i'm like Waiting for the Division to load, because, like, holy shit, that game loads a lot. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a game where I'm not trying to play it all the time. Exactly. Just, like, every now and again, I'm like, oh, I'll just pop in. Like, before with previous mobile games, like, Pokemon Go, Fallout Shelter, and stuff like that, I'm always just constantly, like, all right, gotta get, like, the next thing on here, da-da-da, whereas this one, it's not requiring you to, like, run to point A to point B and everything else, like, those ones, Uh, so I'm just, like, take it slow. Yeah, And I've, like, dropped off of mobile games for the most part anyway. So it it's, like, an easy every now and again thing for me.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. I, I usually almost never bother with uh, mobile games. I don't know why. They just never really engage me for very long. And so I don't know how long I'm going to be playing Blades, but at least for now I'm liking it. Uh, and then I, I tried Legends again because they have that, like, Elsewhere, uh, Heroes of Elsewhere uh, expansion out. So I thought, no, I'll, I'll check it out, see if there's any new cards I like. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I want to keep playing Legends, though. Because, like, I don't know. just If I'm going to play a mobile card game, I'm probably going to play Hearthstone. Like, I, I want to like Legends because it's all about, like, Elder Scrolls stuff, which I'm more into Elder Scrolls than I am into World of Warcraft. But, like, I don't know. The rules are just, like, a little bit too complicated and annoying. Uh, and like literally the random deck generator, like granted it's also probably cause I'm using a randomly generated deck, but like it has this thing where if you pick like a few cards to start your deck, but you don't know like what you're doing, you'll, you can just hit finish deck and it'll auto generate the rest of the deck for you. But it seems like there's like almost no strategy to it at all. So like when I did that, the, just like, you got these and you're like, well, yeah, okay. There's thanks. like, so basically I'm like, I get decimated every time I try to play someone because there's no, like, strategy or, or, or cohesion between any of the cards that the deck, uh, deck builder makes. So I was like, well, I guess I could, like, take the time to figure out a good strategy or whatever or just not play this game. <laughs> I want to ask for card games.
0: I've never really been into them. I never understood them. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not a guy that plays Magic the Gathering or yeah. anything like that. What's the draw of them? Because I've only played Hearthstone because... Wait, is it Hearthstone or
1: Hearthstone? Hearthstone. It's supposed Hearthstone. to be like a like a fireplace hearth. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I had to... Actually, for work, I had to play like three matches to create a, a fireside gathering location. Oh, interesting. And stuff like that. But what what's the... Like, I I, I I had... When I was doing it, I was just like, oh, I'm getting paid to do this. But I'm also like, I, I really don't care to do this at the same time. What's the draw of these games exactly?
1: Um... I don't know. Like... I think it's just really satisfying if you actually build a deck that has a good strategy that actually works the way you want it to. It's just satisfying to see it actually come together because like one of the when I started to really like hearthstone, uh, that I made a Paladin deck that I, because like okay, so all the hero characters that you choose in Hearthstone have different special abilities. And the paladins is like, he can just spend like, oh God, I don't remember how much, like two, it's like his hero thing is he can summon like a one, one unit every turn if he just plays like two crystals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, okay, so that means that he doesn't have to worry about ever having to bother with like low level monsters because he could just make them himself. So what if I don't bother with that? with any low level monsters in that deck and just make slightly higher level ones and focus on cards that just buff up other cards. And so when I did that, I ended up making this deck that was just able to quickly summon a shit ton of uh, like uh, minions and buff each other up. And so I can't tell you how many times I got people to literally just like rage quit against me because (laughs) I would just like load my field up with like, not, not like crazy powerful monsters, but like an army of like mid-level monsters that so would just, just like a like,
0: quantity over quality. Yeah. I was just it's like, it's
1: enough where it's like, what are you going to do, dude? Exactly. I would just like overrun the other enemy. And like, okay. it's so I think that's what I like about card games like that is I like thinking of a strategy and seeing if I can make it work. And when it does work, seeing it like decimate someone is like satisfying. But, uh, other than that, like I never really got into magic uh well I kind of did because like Chris really liked it so he wanted to play with me a bunch uh but I don't know I think I find it weird that I got really into Hearthstone because I just never really gave a shit about World of Warcraft before that and I still don't even recognize where most of the cards are coming from I'm just like oh this has a cool ability I like this card or whatever and strangely for Elder Scrolls I should recognize more of the things from that, but they go like really obscure with a lot of the cards that just like, it could be anything basically. Like it's basically, it feels more like less of a elder scrolls card game and more of a, just like a high fantasy card game, I guess. So, hmm. okay. And then, so the the majority of my time over the last week playing games though was on division, uh, division two, because I finally finished the main campaign, I guess which I still... I'll still say that I didn't really care too much about, like, the story of the game overall because there really isn't much of one. It's basically just like, hey, there's, like, three gangs overrunning DC. The White House is, like, pretty much fucked. Uh, division agents come here and, like, hold the Ford, basically. And that's the whole game is, like, you're just trying to root out the gangs. And so... I thought it was really interesting that, like, right before I did, like, the last Stronghold with Chris, I was like, oh, man, we've, like, basically done the whole map and all the side, like, almost all the side missions. Although, like, I noticed that in the progress menu, it said that there were, like, something like five or six more side missions that just weren't on the map. So I was like, well, clearly, we're not done done. Like, clearly, something else gets unlocked after we're done. I just don't know how much. And, like, holy shit, like, literally... When you take out the last stronghold and there's like a cutscene where your guys are like all all the main characters are celebrating like, yeah, we we took down the last gang. DC is safe for the most part. Uh, And then like, meanwhile, this new group, Black Tusk, just like kind of rolls into DC overnight like they were watching and waiting for you to do their work for them. And they just like literally take over the whole map. And so, I, it's just kind of really cool that once you finish the game, they're like, "Okay, you want something to do after the game? Here's a whole other game to do." Uh, it's just like it's literally like so much content that I was like, "I can't believe that they even shipped this!" Like literally a week, like within a week or two of Anthem, and there's like such a comparison between Anthem having like nothing to do and Division having like almost too much to do. What's Anthem? Exactly. Um, yeah, what else? I don't know, I just, like, I've been really, like, uh, despite not caring too much about the story or the setting or anything, I just find the the gameplay really fun. And, like, I also don't even really care too much about what gear I'm wearing in particular, unlike in Destiny, where I'm, like, this armor actually looks cool, I want to yeah. look like that. Uh, and there's, like, specific exotics in Destiny that I'm, like, that shit's cool, I like that armor, That that's useful. Uh I don't know. I'm just like these knee pads have higher numbers. I'll use these knee pads. So it's I guess a bit closer to Diablo in terms of the loot system where it's it's more about the numbers than what you're actually wearing. And eventually you unlock shit like the recalibration station where you can like basically like Destiny style infuse not like the like power of one weapon into another, but like you could take a skill from one thing and put it onto another. So you could really, like, work your armor and your gear to make, like, a very specific thing you want to do. So I, I'm liking that. Uh, is there anything else about Division 2? Oh, the, the thing that I really appreciated throughout the campaign was that the more control points you unlock and stuff, you actually get to see, like, NPCs leaving one settlement and taking supplies to another settlement and just like it literally Oh yeah yeah the supply routes yeah it literally becomes it starts feeling like a living world that you're like actually helping reestablish which was really cool and they take that even further in the end game where they make the the map dynamic where enemy factions factions can actually send like raiding parties to another control point that you have and they can take it back so Oh
0: cuz I don't that didn't really happen in the the Against, like, the pre-Black, like, the Jackals, the yeah. uh, Outcasts, and the um, True Sons. That wasn't happening
1: with those, right? No, that, it was all pretty set. It, was, it actually even says, once you finish the game, that, like, the map is now dynamic, and it will change over time. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually really cool. Like, right. I can't believe how much, like, thought they put into the end game into, like, making a game that you actually want to just keep on playing. And I do want to, like, after seeing all the content
0: for it, they showed for the year one DLC mm-hmm. on e- at free three, I was like, oh shit. But uh, I still like where I left off in division two, I actually had two strongholds left. I had done all the side shit. So this is the last of what I had to do. If I remember correctly, besides like some collectibles and whatnot, I, I kind of ignored those for the most part, unless I ran into them. Yeah. Same. But I only stopped because I got back into destiny two and all the content for it where I'm like, oh, actually I still have a lot to do here and it's just hard kind of doing both at the same time exactly so i was like All right, i need to do a lot of destiny 2 and maybe at a certain at a certain point i'll take a break and get back to division 2 but for now i'm like still stuck in it
1: yeah i will say though as much as i'm gushing about how much fun i'm having with division 2 if the cross saves for destiny 2 were already out i probably wouldn't even be bothering with Des- uh, with division i would just be like Okay, Chris, we're done with Division. We're playing Destiny now. I'm porting my character over. We're go- I'm going to get you raid ready. We're going to fucking do this shit.
0: Damn dude, <laughs> Leaving me already? Whatever, man.
1: No, I, like, I just... I, <laughs> I, like, I just like the idea that I can play on... Like, I will be able to, like, switch my characters no, yeah, back and for forth. Sure. So, like, that's literally the only reason why I'm not playing Destiny with Chris it, when I'm not playing with you is because there's no point to it yet. But come September or whatever when... Um, Uh, Oh, no. Uh, What's the DLC? Shadowkeep? Shadowkeep. I was thinking Darkhold, and I was like, that's not right. Nope. Uh, When Shadowkeep comes out and New Light comes out, and the... uh, New
0: Light will be useful for, I guess, Chris
1: then, right? Yeah. Uh, So I am excited that I'll be able to, like, actually be able to play with, like, literally anyone I want to with my Destiny character.
0: I'm glad I never... Because I got it for free on PC, the vanilla. I'm glad I never started anything or started Xbox, because then I'd have to choose... Which characters I keep and which ones I delete. So now I just have the three I currently have. And if anything, I don't necessarily have to bring my Hunter over. Because if I'm already like up to snuff with it. If I'm like, oh, well you guys are doing stuff on Xbox. I could just bring my Warlock or Titan over. And just work those up. And then I'll have like, almost like I'll make a character for each uh, platform to work on. Just so that that way I'm not like bored on one thing. Or with like, each one is different people or something. Because also then they won't feel less of a... Secondary, third character, and they'll have more of some weight on them, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess the one last thing that interested me about The Division 2 is... Like, I don't know why they would sit wait till, like, the end of the game to do this. But once you get to level 30 and finish the game, you can unlock specializations. Which is basically just you unlock your super moves, like in Destiny. Which But I don't know why they would wait to do that till the end of the game. But basically, it's, like, you get to choose a specific special weapon that you want to use. Uh, there's, like, a fourth one now, the gunner, which I'm trying to work my way towards. But you can choose from a grenade launcher, a exploding crossbow, <laughs> or... Oh, yeah, the classes. Yeah, or... And you a can su- switch between them, right? Yeah, you can, that's the thing. You can, you can you switch sh- between them. They have their them. own trees to level up? Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's, like, there's literally, like it's that's just another layer of shit to like work towards in the end game is like literally you unlock like three and like once you unlock gunner four different skill trees to work through and each one earns experience separately so like there's a lot of shit to do it's pretty cool I like the uh, exploding crossbow. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> that was actually, I think that's
0: the survivalist
1: one, right? Yeah, I like it a that's lot. That's what I
0: was going to do first.
1: Also, yeah. that one has a lot of uh, skills for like increasing healing output and stuff. So I was like, oh shit. So I could actually be a healer with this class. That's fucking awesome. I'm nice. liking it. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. Is that me. all your stuff? Yeah, that, that's, that's all I've been playing this week. All
0: right. I just got two things for myself. Uh, first off. Star Wars Battlefront 2. I I downloaded a few games, so I'm kind of taking a small break from my 2015 backlog to get some stuff done, because their sequels are coming out this year. First was, well, actually, I just wanted to get Battlefront 2 out of the way. So I I played the campaign, mm-hmm. and including the Resurrection DLC. I'll tell you right now. I remember when this game first came out, everyone said the campaign wasn't good and everything else, and I tried it. Yeah, like it's so bad. It's so really? bad. It's it's really bad. I had like one guy tell me he really liked it, but like it's one of the most shallow Star Wars stories I've ever Ugh. experienced. Um, there are so you play as this character called Iden Versia or Idenversia. I think it's yeah. Iden Versia, and she's part of the an elite stormtrooper squad called um, Inferno Squad it's like a three-man squad of uh, these little stormtroopers, basically. And they do a bunch of, like, the clandestine stuff and just blow shit up, take things out. They were the ones that stopped. So in the beginning, you find out that they actually stopped a message getting out to the rebel fleet about the trap at the second Death Star. Uh And you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then, like, because the whole thing, when this was coming out, they're like, it's an Imperial story. You finally get the Imperial perspective. And like a third of the way, or halfway through already, it, it basically they change sides, they go to the Rebellion and shit, because and, it's really stupid, so I'll, I'll just very quickly skim through it. Basically, starts off, they stop the plans from getting out, or the, the trap that was laid out for the re- Rebellion, they stop it from reaching the Rebellion, uh, they go to Endor, Death Star blows up, Emperor dies, they go, oh shit, they go do some missions, and then they're like, oh, this mission, Operation Cinder, we have to go do... And they go to Aiden's homeworld and they start they they send like this crazy new super weapon that causes these storms to destroy basically a majority of the planet, make it most like very inhospitable for a lot of things. And they're like, But this is an imperial planet, why are we doing this if they're loyal? We have to send the message that we're not soft and I'm like, that literally
1: That makes no sense.
0: Makes no sense. And that's when basically they switch sides and i'm like well some of them sw- like two out of three of them switch sides the other guy's like becomes like an overarching villain over time because he's like you betrayed us blah, blah blah. and the dad's like oh you betrayed me because her dad's like an admiral and shit and he's the one that's right. blowing up his own home and i'm like none of this makes sense and basically it goes through and the end is like uh jacku and you blow up uh a lot of the shit this the star destroyer that you're uh, Admiral Father's that basically blows up, and then resurrection happens. Your husband, who's the other fucking Inferno Squad guy, gets killed, and you and your daughter. Oh, the have to... DLC. I was like, what resurrection yeah. happens? So the <laughs> yeah the the DLC basically it takes place like right before um, episode eight, I guess technically it's like between seven and eight. I already yeah. forgot. But uh, it, it's like uh, Kylo Ren comes in, interrogates the other Inferno Squad member who knows where the old guy is that has the location to Luke that Oscar Isaac get, that uh, Poe Dameron gets. Yeah. So that's how they find the location there, on, I guess, on Jakku and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that happens, and then, like, you chase them, and then they're like, oh, here's the plans for the... Star-Killer? What was it called? What was that big um, crazy Star Destroyer in a, the Dreadnought? Oh, yeah. So they're yeah. like, oh, we have the plans of the Dreadnought, and they get that to the... The uh, Resistance and shit. And that's basically... And then, like, Iden dies at the end. And so does the... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, basically all three Inferno Squad members die, except for, like, a rebel who joins up later on, and then the daughter, who then hints at, like, a Battlefront 3 where she's gonna go uh, recruit reinforcements for that would take place in Episode nine, basically.
1: Okay.
0: And I'm just like, what the fuck did I just play? Aww. And it just goes through it, and you don't really care, because half of it also, like, they do the whole oh hey look it's your favorite characters throughout the whole like uh, first you play as luke and i'm like oh this is kind of cool it's just one chapter with luke and it's like his interaction with one of the inferno squad guys which helps turn one of them basically and then uh, eventually you meet up with leia and then you meet up with han and then you see maz Kanata, and then you really? play as, you meet up with lando you, you play as lando at one point and then you play as kylo ren And then you see old Leia. Wait, for real? Yeah, and I'm just like... What? Yeah, so there's all these... I thought you were joking. No, I'm not joking at all. So, like, the whole thing is Iden joins the resistance... Like, when she goes to join the resistance in effect, Lando's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And, like, he's like, you guys can join up, and then they go to Naboo to fight the Imperials there, and that's where you meet up with Leia, and then you play as Leia. I forgot. Yeah, you play as Leia. And so it's, like, kind of also, I guess incorporating you into the hero units a little oh, bit i see
1: so that makes some sense i guess it, not
0: for the story but you base and then you play as yeah you play as you basically play as every single hero at one point or another you play as han uh because he has to get like a, a resist uh, rebel agent yeah it's pre it's pre you play as a bearded han but he's still young and it's when did at, he
1: ever have a beard
0: it's basically after episode this is all taking place after episode six Okay. So after Return of the Jedi, basically Imperials are trying to do shit to Naboo, and you defend Naboo, and then Han has to get plans or something off a guy who's defecting, and they're located on Mas Kanata's planet. So then he plays Han there, and then he's bearded and shit, and then uh, Lando still looks the same, and you go to like Solast, and there's like a mining facility going on and shit, and and I'm like, ah, this is whatever, because so it's, very, it's very shallow when it comes to it. Like, they're very, they're just skimming through everything. You don't really care. It feels like a very small adventure, but it just doesn't, you don't feel anything. You're just kind of like, okay, whatever. And it's like, you don't really care about Aiden. You don't really care about, really care about um, I forget the dude's name, I think is, the, basically the other Inferno Squad guy that becomes her husband. You don't care about the daughter. You don't care about... Uh, this other rebel dude. And it's like, you don't play as them enough, but at the same time, there's no depth to them. And they join the Rebellion so fast and with this stupid, like, the Imperials do something stupid. It literally doesn't make any sense. Like, the whole time you're thinking, before this game comes out, this is be really cool, we get a full Imperial perspective and understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. You don't get that at all, whatsoever. There is none of that there. It's, like, non-existent. And that's, it's incredibly disappointing. This doesn't
1: make any sense. Like, why wouldn't they just, like, use their super weapon on, like, a random rebellion? I don't know know why. I was just like, do it on, like, fucking Chandrilla or something. Like, do do it on some
0: random uh, political planet that's, like, there. Because if I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong. I could have sworn, like, Mon Mothma's from, like, Chandrilla. So I was like, that's, like, a perfect location or something like that. That was in, like, the only reason I think of that planet, it was in um, Rogue Squadron. Oh. and you have to defend it from imperials and shit. So I'm like, that that seems like a good place.
1: I don't know. I mean, the only thing I could think of is maybe they were like, well, if we're willing to do this to one of our own planets, what are we going to be get- willing to do to you? But like, that's just so fucking stupid. Oh. Yeah, it did. It, it's it's weird.
0: And then you you play at one point, you're even in a, uh, best bin, and you're in a cloud a cloud ship, and you destroy like all these fighters and shit. And I'm like, how did the cloud ship do that? But okay. Yeah. What? It's it's just crazy.
1: Right, I didn't so, even know those things had guns. I know. I thought they were just like escort ships.
0: But now, yeah, so I have a plan now. So uh, Wolfenstein's gonna come out. Uh, Young Blood comes out at the end of this month. I'm gonna play oh, the shit, Wolfenstein really? two soon. And I, I heard about the hardest difficulty. Then, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do like the second hardest difficulty that doesn't require you to start the game over if you die. Yeah. I heard about that? Fuck that. So no platinum for this time. But I'll do Wolfenstein two. I want to get the Black Ops 3 campaign out of the way just because it's like short stuff and it's just going to knock like five things off my backlog incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands to prepare for Breakpoint. I'm just going to run through single player, just knock that out. So, like, I have the next three games lined up to just knock out, then go back to 2015, basically. Uh, so, I played more Destiny 2 and I got a lot more done. And one thing I had finished uh, before I talked about the mountaintop. Uh, I did Shattered Throne for the first time. Which one was that? So it's where you go to this crazy. It's like a dungeon. Uh, it's like a mini. It almost feels like a mini raid, but it's basically you and. It's a, a fire team. So just three people in like a crazy little dungeon with multiple like uh, things you gotta do. Like a bunch of enemies you have to kill and sort of like a puzzle style of it a little bit. Is um, it part of the menagerie?
1: What? Is it part of the new like season of World No, this and is. Stuff?
0: Dude, this is Forsaken. Oh. Yeah, we just never did it. And it comes once every three weeks what yeah oh yeah so and i was playing it and two of my clan mates me threw it with me uh in saladin and ducky ducky five dollar and they uh, helped me out with it and i'm like oh this is really cool so this is i i couldn't remember i'm like is this how you meet Mara in the throne room and they're like oh no that's what the oracle thing the little oracle thing you build up from doing like weekly shit and whatnot." and I'm like oh and I think like the blind wall mainly and I'm like okay so then why would people do this multiple times and they're like so this is what you this is how you get Wishender that exotic where you have the you know the exotic talisman you have to get into the dreaming city Mm -hmm. so when you do Shattered Throne it disappears and you have the the, it brings in a new quest line basically for Wishender it's an exotic bow so I'm like, oh, okay. Do you do... After you get this, though, do you do it? And they're like, no, so you have to... After a few steps for Wish Ender, I think you have to do Shatter Throne one or two more times. So I'm like, so you just do it, like, two or three times, and then you're done. And they're like, well, you can keep going if you want to, like, get some powerful... I think some, like, powerful gear. It's not going to be too powerful, though. Like, I, th- I think it'll still be below, like, stuff you'd get for a Prime Emgram. But you people are doing it for a ship palace Galliot, and it's like a really cool ship that you can only get there and it's a very small drop rate and one of them's like yeah i got it the other is like i've been doing it forever and i haven't gotten it yet and people are just doing it a lot of times just to get this ship uh we get through it it wasn't too bad we got done in like 30 minutes at the end of it i got the ship first try
1: Ah, oh, seriously, and I'm like,
0: hey, is is this this? I was like, hey, that ship you're talking about, is it Palace Gallia? And he's like, yes, why? And I'm like, I just got it, and <laughs> they're yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Uh, so it's just a, it was a really cool dungeon. It was interesting. Like, I hope I can run it on my. I'm not gonna run it on my own. So there's like triumphs to do solo, and then there's triumphs to do solo, and with three people both um flawless and it's like stupid because it's like i had some trouble doing it with two people and then it's like flawless is possible with three people you just have to really watch out but then if you do it solo like that's already a challenge but if you do solo flawless apparently like i think no one in the clan's gotten it yet and only or maybe two people i'm not really sure there's because it's supposed to be really really hard where it's uh i think the trap is called i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) it was something really good but I did that and then uh, this past week was for Crucible was Lockdown. The Lockdown mode came back and everyone figured out a way to cheese the mountaintop quest. So James, do you remember how the, mountain, the, the mountaintop quest works, the third wave uh, specific quest up? Not particularly. Okay, So it's the one you we've, you've watched me experience and just kill myself over. So you have to get grenade launcher kills in the crucible and that's not too bad yeah you were trying to do that for a long time and the next thing is get grenade launcher multi-kills in crucibles, so two or more kills and then the third step is also to get um uh these medals and the medal is to get three kills with the grenade launcher in crucible without dying that fucking sucks so if you do it in competitive you get more progress. Like the metal will be like, every metal you get is 4%. So it means you have to do it like 25 times. Which is really difficult because you can rarely get heavy ammo. Let alone an opportunity for that kind of stuff in competitive. Just because it's, it's four players. And it a lot of the modes don't really, aren't friendly to that. Like you're going to have a really tough time just trying to get a clash mode. Every now and again. Or control. Usually you get like other stuff that won't allow you to do something like that so there's that and then a quick play you'll get one percent so that means you have to do the metal a hundred times oh my god yeah and the multi-kills uh depends like you just have to really be you you have to just work hard like control is a good time because if there's much of them at one spot you just like shoot into them and hope they all don't fire at you at once and knock you the hell out because it's happened multiple times where i'm like i finally got heavy fucking dead and so I've been trying it for months, trying to get this, and I think I got meta medals after a while, a long while. I got my medals to eighteen percent, multi kills to like twenty something, thirty something percent, and then the like regular kills was like 70 80 percent. Like it wasn't too bad. That was, that one was easy. And I'm like, this is gonna take another year. Honestly, like it's it's too much unless I'm grinding a lot. But even then, it's still gonna take months. Like it's not fun. It's not fun. So this lockdown cheese. You do so two fire teams go in, four people, and it's control like the lockdown is the control points, so it's A, B, C, and B's in the middle. You already have one side already as A, one side already has C. The teams go into the middle, one person from each team stands in the B control point and it gets contested. When it's contested, the time stops. So the match time limit freezes. And it's contested, nothing can happen. So you're just there for an infinite amount of time. You see the two players stand there, and then the opposite teammates basically line up three and three on on the opposite ends, like dodgeball picking almost. So the two guys in the middle fire on the opposite teams. So uh, red team will fire on the three blue guys standing on the wall. Blue guy will fire on the three red guys standing against the wall. That will basically get you the the multi-kill and the medal. But it's quick play. It's a quick play, not a competitive. So it's 1%. So basically, let's say you were at 0%. You have to do that 100 times per person. And there's 8 people there. Luckily, you're doing it simultaneously. So it's basically the amount of time it would take for 4. For a person, it'll probably take around 45 minutes. So this is basically looking at something that it could take around 3 hours or so depending on the progress of everybody. So what teams are doing are they're trying to... It, it, I found on, like, the LFG stuff. You, you go onto a fire team, but it's eight people. And then you separate into two teams, and you're trying to find the same match as each other. And it's just dude, you're there for, like, an hour, still searching, trying to get that match together. And it's it just does not work. We tried all these the different things of, like, oh, same... Uh, same time zone, same region, same state. Say, uh, making the changing the time on the clock to a different time, like a oh, it's now. Instead of doing it for today, we change the date one day back.
1: How did what? How do so, you do
0: that? In the PlayStation settings. Oh, system do, settings. Yeah. Okay. And I, I none of this stuff is like
1: working. In Destiny, I was like, what?
0: Yeah. So if you're if you found like a match that says matchmaking anywhere from uh five to seven people, you back out immediately because it's not the other team. And if you get the eight. Then it might not be them though. You have to make sure that's them. So it's all this stupid shit, and then you get into the match by accident. Maybe it pulls you in. You don't have a chance to pull out, and it's a different team. All of a sudden, we get a message saying, "Oh, you guys doing the mountain top too?" But we still leave anyway because we're trying to get with those people. And then I'm like, I basically say it out loud. Like, w- wouldn't it be? I forget. I did it with the first. I tried it with one team, and we never even got in. And or no, we did, but I never got to do it. Like, I, we never got to me right to do it so i basically did all that stuff for nothing two people got like some percentage for their stuff but i didn't get shit so i'm like wouldn't it be easier if we just separate our two fire teams and you just look for eight player matches and see if the other team is also doing it wouldn't that be faster and they're like no, that seems like harder work and i'm like i mean we've been here for an hour i think this is harder work and so I get on with another fire team and I tell them the same thing they're like we'll see I don't think we should but I'm like I think we should we get on we jump in we get with the same group accidentally twice and they're both they're also doing the uh mountaintop and the second time like I say we stay in they're doing it too and I just say to the other squad trust me guys just look on your own you'll find some other group they did instantly anyway so we separate from that party and join these te- this guy's party for this team And I'm like, see, was that so hard? This makes so much more sense. So we're there. We're going in uh, alternations of 50 kills about. And the way it works is there is actually when you get technically it's you're in a Crucible match getting 50 kills without dying. So Shaxx will say something and loses shit. And he'll say like Shaxx gives you a special gift. And that's how he knew to switch off. And we're doing it, and we're there for hours. Like, I started this. I, I made the mistake of starting at 1 a.m. or something. So I, I didn't get off for, I'll tell you later what time I got off. But we, we're there forever. We're switching off every 50. And then at one point, we're jumping off. And the, the one guy on our t- on my side completed it. He fell asleep. And it, and it sent him out. It kicked him out. And we're like, oh, shit. And we're trying to get another person in. Before we can get another guy, some rando joins, and they're not doing it. And we're like, hey, we're all messaging him, like, hey, we're trying to do this, just so you know, if you want to join us, that's cool. If not, you got you to bounce. And he just uh, does an emote where it's shaking a finger, <laughs> and he just starts killing the other team. Uh. And we're like, oh, fuck. And it's so hard. To, we're just like, we've, we've worked so hard. And I, at that point, I think I'm like halfway through myself on the medals. like it took forever, but I'm like at 50, 60 percent or something. And I'm like, no, you bastard. <laughs> so we're like, he'll tire out. He's not going to do this all, all day. 40 minutes later, he's still there. <laughs> and we had basically like, we're, we're making sure he can't get the heavy ammo. We're keeping him out of the middle. Because we still have the two people in the middle that are just standing there, but they have to stay away. Like, they can't do anything, but they have to make sure they move so they don't get kicked out, too. Yeah. And then we have the other team, the other three guys on the other team, basically killing them whenever they get the chance. Killing us by accident, because we're all hunters, so we all look alike. And it's just a clusterfuck. Until finally we realize it's... Like, I mean, we already knew this dude. We looked him like, we can't talk to him. He speaks Spanish. And we're like, fuck, well, we keep messaging him. But he understands what we're saying in English. We just won't give a shit. And we can't report him because then he'd report us. And we don't want to get in trouble. Uh, so I, <laughs> I get so fed up. I just Google translate English <laughs> to Spanish. And I send him a message in Spanish that says, nobody likes you in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> and then he leaves. And I'm like, I should have done that so long ago. <sighs> and But I guess I think he honestly just got bored. So we get we continue and we get new people, and we have to, like, uh, signal and like, I think we lose a couple people. We throw in new people, luckily. It didn't happen again. And we're getting close again. One of our, like, I finish. I'm done. I, I get it done. And most other people get it done. They have two guys left that still have to do it, and we have one guy left. But our one guy is one of the newer guys, and he's, like, very low in percentage, so he's going to have us there forever. He leaves, though. And we're like, shit, all right, let's get another guy before someone else jumps in. We got another guy, and he goes, I can't go, and it says your match is ending. And we're like, but it's, no, it's still, that doesn't make sense. We were in there so long that it was an unjoinable match. (sighs) We had been there for too many hours that no one could join now. So the last two guys, we just have two guys on the other team to do it. They can get the what they need from just killing two of us now instead of three of us. It's just gonna take longer. And this is like it's 5 AM now.
1: Ah oh, Jesus.
0: And we're like, well, we're in it together. Don't screw it up. We're so close. One guy finishes, the other guy has eight percent left on his medals. Eight percent one of their guys is so fed up, he just starts killing us and lets the ring go and they get it and then the last match ends. And we get booted out. And so everyone finished but one guy with 8%. We all felt bad and we're like, hey, man, I guess look at the upside when you're just doing this. It's just going to take you two competitive matches or or two competitive uh, runs through. Or just, like, do eight quick play where you're getting the three kills. But at least you're that much closer. But I'm so sorry. There's no way to join back up again. Like, it's, we have to randomize four people with four people. And I'm like, I'm, go- I'm going to bed, I'm done. But it was just, all- sorry, that was a long story, but it was just, for the mountaintop, for the fucking mountaintop, it was just a bitch. And there's one step left, and it's like, get fabled in uh, glory. And now it's lining up, to- it's basically get the highest rank in glory before you oh, reset right, right, right. Uh, your rank. Because they've got, like, For Honor and For Glory or something like that? For Honor was the one I just did. That was the grenade launcher triumph. Right. And then the For Glory one is basically just getting the Fabled rank, okay. but now I'm lining it up where I have four pinnacle weapons. I'm trying to get for Crucible. I'm starting to, so this is the mountain top, and that's all I have to do for that. Then I have Redrick's broadsword, which I have to do all this shit from like 25 matches of Rumble, 25 quick play, 25 competitive, and then resetting my Valor rank five times in a season and this is all for like a pulse trifle and i'm not at those stages yet i'm doing like uh, 50 kills of each element right now and then i have luna's Hal, which right now is like get all these solar kills and competitive and eventually it's also get fabled in uh glory and then i have recluse which is also get fabled in glory so all of these are lining up to a point where i'm just like you know what I'm not going to do much of anything else, besides a couple things in Destiny 2. I'm just going on a complete crucible grind because I could basically simultaneously knock out all four of these pinnacle weapons and just be done with them, which has been like taking up my pursuit room for the whole time. And I'm just, I just, I'm like, I want those done. And it'll just be such a feat to have those four weapons gained of just getting mountaintop, Luna's Hal, Redrick's Broadsword, and the Recluse. Like, I'll just be like, all right, now I have these all and I'm done. And I never have to, like, I'll basically take a fat break from Crucible, probably, um, but it'll just be, because then I'll just have that stupid sniper rifle that's going to take forever, because then I have to do sniper rifle kills. And that's, uh, I haven't sniped in forever in Crucible. There's no no point.
1: So, yeah. There's, Uh, like, very few maps that sniping is actually, like, really useful for.
0: They, they made it now, so it's like everyone's trying to snipe now because everyone wants that pinnacle weapon. Mm, okay. But that's the one for this season. So the ones I'm doing is from Forsaken and Season of the Drifter and Black Armory seasons. So that's there. I, just got the, I finally got the exotic quest steps for Thorn and Lumina, so now I have two more exotics to go for besides Wishender and uh, just, like, Catalyst, Masterworking, Whisper, and uh outbreak perfected and those are like i guess those are really what i'm doing right now i'm like i'm focusing more on just getting those weapons than i am i like doing other things besides like doing the Zer bounties which i'm almost done with i only have a few left doing um a lot of the dreamy city stuff and everything else but it's just been that's what's going on destiny tier for me right now sorry i took way too long on it but that uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's all i got all right uh so 45 minutes in not bad with what we've been playing yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm like, oh, let's. Alright. We'll, we'll run through the gaming news really fast. It's very small. Uh, the first one is uh, about the tariffs that uh, Trump and his administration are doing against China. So, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo issued a joint petition to the U.S. government to remove the HTSUS subheading in their tariff plan. So, this would cause... Uh, well, we're going to keep it brief, but basically this would cause the prices of everything to go up by like, I think, 25% on consoles, controllers, arcade machines, and even board games. So looking at that, I guess thinking about it, let's say an Xbox One X is $500. That means it's another $125. A PS4 Pro is $400. It's another $100. Like, that's how bad prices would go up. But also, they, they basically, in their petition, they basically are saying this would cause harm to everyone trying to purchase these things because then they're not going to be able to purchase them anymore. The prices of these would go up, so then their publishers aren't really making money anymore. Plus, also the developers that are making all these games yeah. can't be supported. The ones that especially publishers own. How are they going to make games if they can't even sell them?
1: Exactly, it's like it cause layoffs, effects.
0: studio closures, all this other stuff. And it's just crazy. It, I mean, it's still. I mean. They're all working together on this because they all know, like, this is just a universal thing. It's just like, don't
1: do it. <laughs> yeah, so they're basically saying like, you're not harming like just one or two individual companies from China or whatever. You are basically harming an entire industry of people that like employs like thousands of people across the entire United States. And it would just, it would be, it would just be really bad, especially with the
0: next generation of consoles coming soon. Yep, like. Yep in exactly. a year or so like that it just would not go well for anyone it's like, like oh good job uh you've job. done more harm to us again thank exactly. you so much it's you're like, really doing a great job there we'll stay yeah. out of the political stuff but i mean it's kind of obvious where we probably stand on it
1: well for sure it's just like i don't want like i'm not a huge fan of games becoming expensive for no other reason than like some assholes like tariffs
0: nah <laughs> yeah exactly all right next piece of news sony is considering acquiring. Studios ahead of the PS5. So, we're just going to quickly not really talk about the news of it, but really, we want to say, like, what are like three studios that would be good
1: for them to
0: get, and what's a studio we'd want them
1: to get? Um, so I might be a little biased because, like, the uh, kind of funny guys went over this like the other day, and one of them, one of the ones that they pointed out made a lot of sense was, um, Quantic Dream, because they're well, not makes sense. Yeah, because they're not technically a Sony first-party studio, but they've just been making like generally um, like not exactly exclusive things for PlayStation, but like things that have only been on PlayStation. I guess that is exclusive. But like uh, like Heavy Rain, um, Beyond Two Souls, Beyond basically all the PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, yeah, the Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are like huge PlayStation exclusives. And they I don't think they've made a game for Xbox since like Indigo Prophecy. and That was on like the original Xbox. Yeah. So honestly, they're practically first, pers- first party anyway. So it would just make sense for them to grab them up. Uh, the other one that I like literally forgot wasn't even um, a first party studio was Insomniac.
0: I never think they would do, like, uh, the two I think would never go for it, which is why I won't say them, is Insomniac and Bungie.
1: Really? I mean, Bungie, I, I wouldn't think, uh, I don't know, especially since they, they just got their independence from Activision, and they're, like, actually ecstatic that, like, we can publish Destiny ourselves They both ourselves thrive now. off
0: of their independence, that's why I think they wouldn't want to do it, either yeah. of them.
1: Uh, I don't know, like, they, it's just like, Insomniac, most of their, their successful games have been PlayStation exclusives. And the only thing that they've made recently that wasn't a PlayStation exclusive was, like... like, Scented Overdrive and their VR stuff and their mobile games. Yeah. Did they do Fuse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was them. And so, like, their not-exclusive stuff hasn't done super well for them. And I don't know if that's necessarily, like, indicative of anything in particular. Uh, It's just, like, it seems like they've got an audience on PlayStation. So it would make sense for PlayStation to buy them just so that they could straight up own, like, Jack and Daxter. It, no. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. And, uh, Resistance. I would fucking love to see Resistance again. And then, like, Spider-Man just came out. And granted, that was exclusive to Sony because Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah. So. so that made sense. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like Insomniac would make sense. And I... I don't know. I feel like my third one is more of an indie studio, sort of. I'd like them to straight up buy Mark. I was going to say them, yes. Because, like, Housewalk so makes, like, some great shit. And, like, it's sad that Next Machina didn't really work out for them. Because, like, I bought that immediately and fucking loved it. But, uh, I don't know, they're just like, we can't do arcade games anymore. They're just not financially viable. But, like, clearly every time they put one out on PlayStation, it does, like, gangbusters. I mean, Resogun. Like, I can't tell you how much Resogun I played with them. Granted, it was because it was a launch title for the PlayStation 4 and it had, like, almost something else to play. But I was, like, straight up playing Resogun over Assassin's Creed for Black Flag sometimes because I was like this game is just way more fun like immediately fun like Black Flag was fun to like sail around and stuff but Re- Resogun I guess long story short I just really fucking love the house mark in the games they make so I would love to see Sony f- just throw money at them <laughs> okay I think I guess that combines really
0: what we think would be good and what we'd want so, I'd say my three are basically the same thing, honestly, for the most part. Quantic and Mark, I would agree completely. Uh, the third, I think... Part of me, honestly, wants to say Kojima
1: Productions. Oh, shit, that would be fucking nice. It just makes sense. They're already there. Like, just do it. That was another thing the kind of funny guy said was, like, what if they buy Kojima Productions and then they go to Koji- uh, Konami and license Metal Gear, and they just make Metal Gear again.
0: I mean, that would be pretty great. I would just be like, <laughs> they should just take everything. Be like, hey, we're taking Silent Hill, we're taking Castlevania, and we're taking... Because what are they going to do? Make Pachinko machine? Like, I don't... What are they going to make?
1: Who's making them? You just took away your prize studio. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Like, I, I would like to see Kojima Productions, but, like, well, uh, what was the other? Um, uh, I'm not... It's hard to say, like
0: part of me wants to say an already publisher owned studio, but um I don't know. I-, I had one in mind. It was like thinking either um if they could purchase from another third party publisher, I would say either get Rocksteady. Ooh,
1: that'd be cool or Crystal. Crystal Dynamics would be really cool because like Square Enix I'm oh, not sorry, sorry, not Square Enix. Or
0: actually uh Irrational, or whatever
1: they became. Rational. Uh
0: Ghost Story Games, the guys at Bioshock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ken Levine. Yeah. Just get Ken Just Just buy Ken Levine. Just purchase him. That'd be funny. <laughs> Sony owns Ken
1: Levine. <laughs> make him make that Bioshock Vita game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, oh it's too late. But yes, dude, just yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, he's would be so perfect. I want to say that it was such a dick move for him to, like, pull a Vita out on stage and be like, I got this idea. I think I know where to put it now. And it just, like, never came to anything. But whatever. The <laughs> day will live in
0: infamy forever. But okay, that's it for gaming news. We're going to move on to things we've watched. Let's keep it somewhat short. We're almost closing in on an hour. But yeah. let's, let's uh, go into
1: it. Honestly, I played more stuff than I watched this last week. Um, so... I fi- I finished up Jessica Jones season three. um Do you care about spoilers much? Um, so you haven't watched it yet. you Haven't watched it. Okay, so I'll I'll keep the spoilers to a minimum. Just like I don't know. Like there were some parts of this last season that I really liked. I thought the main bad guy was was interesting, but he ended up not really being the main focus at the end, which I thought was weird. And like. Literally, almost everything that Trish did the entire season just made me go like, "God damn it, Trish, you're fucking stupid." If you thought season two was annoying, yeah, like she, it's it gets so much worse for Tr- for Trish, and I don't know. Like overall, I still enjoyed the season, but there were at least a couple characters that were making decisions that made like no fucking sense. Okay, like m- mostly Trish and Hogarth made decisions in the season that I was like. That doesn't make sense for the character at all. But whatever. <laughs> uh, then, I don't know. I, I don't really need to talk about It's Always Sunny. That, that shit's always funny. But, um, uh, so, Evangelion came to Netflix, which is, like, one of my favorite animes. I fucking love it. It's, it. It seems to be, like, that perfect sweet spot between, like, it's a mech anime, which I fucking love, and a show about existential... Like, what even is humanity? Like, like, I still have to watch the original series stuff. myself. It's... This is the original series.
0: Oh, so it's the original series is on Netflix. It's yeah. not a new... I
1: thought they were making a new show. They are... Well, okay, so they're re- redoing the whole series in a series of movies, and they got, like, one more movie to go. But those aren't what came to Netflix. They re-released the original series... And the original movies as well. Oh, so it's all there. It's all there. But, like, here's the weird thing about it. It was like, as I was watching it, I was like, something seems like slightly off. Like, some of the lines that I remember so well are, like, different. And, like, maybe I'm just misremembering it or whatever. I mean, whatever. Are,
0: is, is this a watch in Japanese or English one?
1: I've been watching it in English, at least. I think okay. it's fine. Um, it's going to sound pretty bad, but, like, I have a hard time watching. Uh, the japanese voices just because like some of the in this gr- one or just in general just in general just because uh, okay. like i don't know why but like they always seem to cast the female characters to be like as high-pitched and whiny as possible and i not... oh, dude you haven't heard hanji's
0: voice actress then in um, attack on titan i guess not no they, they're very um they do that one pretty well okay yeah. so like I, I i i do a mix so if it's like full metal I'll do English if it's, like, Attack on Time. I do Japanese Gundam. I've normally done English. I do... It just depends on the anime exactly. is what I'll do.
1: And, like, that's the thing. It's, like, it's not, like, 100% of the time true that, like, the all the female voices are annoying and whiny. But, like, it happens enough that I'm just, like, I'll just watch the English or whatever. But, like, turns out I'm not wrong. They did basically completely redub the series. And that's why, like, certain things are completely... Are, like, different for me. So... And apparently a lot of fans are a little upset about that because they're like, oh, why would you change things? But I don't know. I I think it's been I've been enjoying it. It's still one of my favorite animes of all time just because of all the like crazy shit that they do. Um, Other than that, I started watching Dark, which is Daniel described it to me a while ago as like Stranger Things, but made in (coughs) excuse me, made in Germany. And it's got a lot of the same vibes where just, like, weird shit keeps happening, but they're, they're not completely uh, clear with you until towards the end. I, I still think I have, like, another episode or two to, uh, to the first season. The second season is out now. But it, it's, like, it instead of dealing with a separate dimension, like in Stranger Things, they deal, it deals with time travel. The idea that, like, every 33 years our solar position in the universe or in our solar system is like the same or something like that so it plays with this idea of like this ongoing cycle of 33 years like things are repeating themselves and it's very interesting i've been having a lot of fun with it uh but again i can't really say like final impressions because i haven't finished the first season entirely and also the second season is out so obviously it doesn't end with one season okay And then uh, the main last thing that I had a lot of fun with, I saw it with you, was Spider-Man Far From Home. Want to talk about
0: that real fast? Yeah, I thought it was
1: really fun. Like, I thought it was weird, like, on the way home, we didn't have much to talk about it, though. But I think that was because, like, it was a lot of action, which was fun while we were watching it. But it's kind of hard to be like, oh, man, remember when you flipped over the hundredth drone and then smashed the one drone into the other drone? Like
0: which time yeah exactly it's like
1: (laughs) it's hard to like really talk in depth about in a movie that's mostly action but it's just it's fun while you're watching it and i actually really enjoyed what they did with mysterio he just wants
0: to go on summer vacation yeah exactly
1: (laughs) and like I thought it was really fun. His relationship with with MJ, or his trying to start a rela- relationship that, with MJ, was, that awkward, it was so cute. Awkward, that
0: yeah, was, was very high school. I was like,
1: "Damn, dude!" And like, I don't want to go too spoilery into what they do with Mysterio because like the movie just came out or whatever. It's what we expected, though. But like, it was exactly what, almost exactly what we expected. That's I love
0: it. <laughs> he's like my whole family.
1: I was like, "Oh, you're okay." <laughs> I was like, even even before the movie came out, I was like. Mysterio's fucking with everyone. There's no way he's not. I mean, the whole
0: thing is a shit.
1: That's, like, what Mysterio does. Yeah, it's Mysterio. So, like, when it happens, you're like, yeah, called it. But, like, they do it so well that you're like, oh, man. They, like, they literally make it, like, for the modern audience of, like, what his technology would look like and all that stuff. And, like, how he would accomplish that shit. Like, I love his, like, I guess... His mocap suit. His real suit is, like, (laughs) just a mocap suit. And I was like, oh, man, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I, I love...
0: We won't, I, I'm not going to... We'll, we'll refrain from the other spoilers. I mean, honestly, it's not a big spoiler that that's happened unless you've never watched yeah. or, like, if read you, anything Spider-Man like ever. If you but,
1: literally never heard of Mysterio before, you might be like, what?
0: But literally, that's that's literally his... That's his thing. That's, that's why it's so obvious. Like, he's oh, the man, master of illusions. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it, overall, I'd say it's good. Um, the comedy was... I liked the comedy because it was more akin to Ant-Man than Marvel quips. because so, like, you have two, there's two types of comedy in Marvel movies. Usually there's the shitty quips that they always do that really just, that's what annoys the shit out of me. And then there's the actual comedy, which is literally just Ant-Man 1 and 2. And then now this. So that's why I liked it because it had just like good comedy in it. And it just worked really well overall i mean honestly i said it before when we came out i was like that one was really stupid but i liked it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it just it felt stupid but it was really fun like i had a great time with it well, it's just it was
1: i don't know how to it, well, that's, i love there's like i love there's like the throwaway line where ned is like uh, no, that's not Spider-Man. That's, uh, uh, the what? Night, monkey. night he, monkey. He's, he's, he's the European version. And <laughs> it's like, a European knockoff. <laughs> and then, like, literally, for the rest of the movie, you keep seeing, like, these news, like, updates of, like, sp- all these of European the, night like, oh, the Night Monkey. The Night Monkey.
0: It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I love when he's in the, the prison. The, the yeah. cop is just, like, he's wearing the mask. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. we got that Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck?
1: Oh, man. That was so good. It was great. That was, yeah, it was a good movie. It's uh, it's a good time. I definitely oh, yeah. watch it. Yeah. It's like, definitely, it's not a, a deep movie, but it's definitely a very fun
0: movie. Yeah. All right, I got three besides that. I watched Aladdin. Yeah, how'd you like it? So, a lot of the parts were very much Aladdin movie, and then, like, um, right. they gave Jasmine new songs, which were actually really good. I liked them. They were really well done. They give Jasmine a lot more... Like, there's nothing wrong with Jasmine in the cartoon. Everything's really great there. But in this one, they gave her more power. Okay. Which is really cool to watch. And the, there's just one thing. I think you can guess what it is. Will it's Smith. It's a big Will- old blue Will Smith. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god. I'm is it like... that he's just like Will Smith? Or... Dude, it's just fucking Will Smith. He's a blue Will Smith. And okay. there's no... You don't go, oh, look, it's Genie. You just go, oh, look, they painted Will Smith blue. Wow. And he's just being Will Smith. And... Which Will Smith is great, but like not he when you're It just takes expecting over Genie. parts of the movie, and I just don't. I'm like. I, my, my friend Brandon and I, we watched it together. We, we came out of it. We were like the same exact agreement on it. It was just like, yeah, it was great, and then you just have to deal with Will Smith being in the movie. <laughs> oh, no. Like, the movie itself, it's not. I mean, it's not great because he's in there, but okay. it's like it would have been better if they just had a no name actor.
1: Jump in as genie, honestly, like just. So it's literally just that Will Smith. Not that Will Smith did uh, poorly. It's just that like he's too recognizable. Completely, the way he
0: acts completely brings you out of it. You forget you're watching an Aladdin movie. You're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just watching Will Smith on a screen. I see. It it really takes you out of the experience. It damages everything Aladdin's trying to accomplish of just like having all these Middle Eastern characters and really just bringing up finally the movie I've been waiting for forever. And it's like it would have been cool. Like I don't even care. About any like just any no name dude, just not Will Smith specifically, not Will Smith. Or honestly, just someone no name. Anyone no name would have been great. That would have been interesting. Because everyone else wasn't like other people in it were somewhere actually known if you actually look around for them. But they're not people you would normally be like. Oh, I know who this is. Whereas, yeah, like
1: I, I definitely recognize Jasmine from somewhere. She is the Pink Power Ranger. Oh shit! That's that's where I recognize her. Yeah, guy.
0: but like besides that, she's not. You don't notice her from anything else. Wow, I did not recognize her. She's newer (laughs) to that whole thing. She's in newer to that experience of all that kind of stuff of like being well known and everything else. Right. Whereas Will Smith has been around for decades now. So he's the Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. It was was basically I was watching. It was of all the characters he embodied, it was basically Fresh Prince. Mm. And that's why I was just like, oh my god! But not like early season Fresh Prince, more like I guess like late end of the show Fresh Prince, where Mm. he's more matured a little bit, but he's still the Fresh Prince. And you're like, motherfucker, okay uh then i saw toy story 4 how'd you like it i was like what's the point of making a fourth movie they felt like they ended it with a third one and then i watched this and i was like fuck you got me it dude it's it oh my god get ready for get ready to laugh and cry straight up it's it's heavy it's a he- it. it's a heavy movie it's really really good honestly um i mean nothing can re- I, I it's gonna be hard to dethrone as my movie of the year right now Toy Story 4 and John Wick 3 are fighting for second place at the moment. Mm. That's how good these movies were. And I'm like, one is Keanu Reeves and one is Keanu Reeves. Which one do I pick? I don't oh know. God, yeah, yeah Ke- <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in it as a Canadian uh, stunt toy. <laughs> Actually, the <laughs> When you watch his character, his the best backstory I've ever seen for a toy is that were oh a You don't know what that means, but when you watch it, you'll be like you're going to die. It's so dude, I was we were dying in the theater. We were laughing so hard because of the the fucking shit he does. And what like his whole origin story, it's so good. Ah. I won't say anything though. But okay, last thing I, saw, I I bought I already got through it. Stranger Things 3. Got through the whole season. It, dude, it's great. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great time. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck yes!" This is it, it. It feels much more. It feels more faster paced than the other two. Like it, you're going because you, all the characters kind of mix and match. So you have like different arcs. I'm not gonna spoil anything too much, but basically, like this is not really much of a spoiler. Like you have, uh, Hopper, and uh, Mrs. Byers doing their thing. Like, they have a whole arc together. They ha- There's, like, Nancy and, um, what's, um, Will's brother's name? The photographer?
1: Uh, I just uh, forgot his name.
0: Oh. Um, Is it Sam? No? Yeah. I forget. But, Na- so, Will's brother and Nancy do their own thing. Uh, you have all the kids doing their thing together. And then, like, you have uh, Eleven and Max. Like, Eleven makes a friend that's actually a girl. Mm. And not, like, all the dudes this time. And oh, then you have yeah the redhead
1: girl from the last season, right? yeah, yeah yeah the skateboarder,
0: and then you have Dustin and, um, you have Dustin and Steve, with like, uh, with um, there's uh, some new characters basically you deal with with them I forget their name oh Robin and then the little sister of, crap I forget her name. But,
1: uh, she's... Was it the little sister that we've already seen before?
0: Yes, but she's like a... She's, she's always older now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm blanking out right now.
1: But yeah, so they do their
0: thing and see so like three or four different arcs going on. And it's really cool just seeing a kind of mix match this time. Mm-hmm. It's overall, it, it's a really great time. Without spoiling it, I can't really say much, but you, you get some really interesting shit. There's Russians. There's uh, the upside down. There's like, it's it's just crazy. There's Fourth of July. It's hmm. summertime. Yeah, that's definitely like the next thing on my list that I I want to uh,
1: watch. It's eight oh, hours, probably.
0: eight season, eight, eight episodes. It's it's a good time. It's only eight episodes. Oh, yeah, like c- uh, cut through it really quick. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, like I, I don't know why I like. Started watching It's Always Sunny instead. I, I think because I, I just wanted to, like, start watching it with Daniel. But, like, nah. Yeah. Okay, now we've got to do
0: the news. All right. We got Marvel news. We'll just blast it really fast. It's just multiple different things. Taskmaster is possibly going to be in Black Widow. There's, like, teases of it. Or, like, not teases, but rumors of uh, Taskmaster being there. Uh, we have Noah Hawley. So that's the writer for Fargo and Legion. They were, he's in talks to write a Doctor Doom movie that was working with Fox. He's in talks with Marvel about it now. So that'd be interesting if we got a Doctor Doom movie before, like, other things.
1: Yeah. Especially without the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're going to work on all of them. Uh, Kevin Feige said before, like, before they got Sp- the partnership with Sony for Spider-Man, they are already working on Spider-Man, putting him into Marvel. So in it case. sounds like what he, the way he was talking... He already has Fantastic Four and X-Men stories lined up and just, like, making them cohesive with everything mm, that's going okay. on. Uh, and then the last part of Marvel stuff is Sama Hayek reportedly cast to co-star in The Eternals as well. So that's just kind of some just light stuff for Marvel. Uh, DC light news as well. Andy Serkis is reportedly going to be in Batman, but not as a CGI character. So... I mean, if he could be Professor Claw... I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think what if he if they made him a he had to be a villain. I'm feeling if it's not a CGI character, it would either be I think he would honestly, he could do anything from Penguin, Man Hatter, Two Face, and Zaz. Those are the four characters I see. What him if as. he becomes Man Bat? <laughs> That would be crazy. But honestly, the, I think it would be one of those four. Because he would make a pretty good penguin accent. You just have to make him look like the penguin. Yeah, uh, but I, on, If it's not CGI, it would be one of those four. If it was CGI, honestly, it would make sense for like Clayface or something. I think Ooh, that would shit, be, yeah, that'd be great shit, yeah, that would be great. All right. So there's that. And then this is some bad news because of... I'll explain in a second. So Christina Hodson, she's, I believe, been writing Birds of Prey and Bumblebee. She may be the new flight the writer on Flash, and then Andy Muschietti, who direct directed It 1 and now It 2.
1: The the Flash movie or the Yes, show? the Flash movie. Okay.
0: Uh, the Ezra Miller movie. And then he may be directing the Flash movie. So the bad news about Christina Hudson doing this means that they would be throwing in the trash the script that recently we heard Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison were writing on, which just means this movie's been delayed even further. And it's just... Ah, my God. And I was honestly... I was more looking forward to that because it's like, all right, that's cool for Christina Hodson. I like Bumblebee. I have no idea if Birds of Prey will be good or bad. We'll find out next year, basically. But Grant Morrison is one of the... Like, he's one of the best comic writers I've always enjoyed. Like, he freaking did six years of batman which was amazing like he is a really really crazy writer and i believe that what they were saying is the reason they drop it is because they made it too dark and i'm like who gives a fuck just make it just make it as long as it's good that's all that matters i don't care if it's dark i don't care if it's light just make it good make it stand out where it's its own thing that's all i care about that's all i
1: want my own i guess my only concern about it being dark is that like Barry Allen is one of the more light-hearted uh, characters in the DC universe, from my experience. He's like he's the one that, like, Spider-Man-style, like, cracks jokes while he's, like, fighting people and shit. To an extent,
0: yes. Um, but also, a lot of people are more used to, like, if it's the Justice League TV show, that was Wally West. Um, that was the second Flash. So that's why they've been always a little bit different. Uh, Wally West has been his own guy, whereas, like, Barry's been the one that's also, like, the... the uh, scientific detective yeah well, he's I a remember. csi isn't he yeah he's yeah. yeah he's like a csi guy uh but yeah the jokes are yeah wally west is the main joke guy okay i'd say the second joke guy uh, and then uh two three three shorter things uh paul Rudd allegedly joining the ghostbusters film as a school teacher I'm yes cool yes, yes yes and yes because yeah. literally just throw paul Rudd in there that is the best decision you
1: could possibly make yeah paul Rudd's pretty great in like pretty much anything he
0: does yeah I, I will take I just, more paul Rudd. i i i Please, I hope that's true. And we got, we'll talk about briefly uh, Witcher photos came to light. So it shows uh, all three Witcher characters for, was it uh, Geralt? Or was it Geralt? Geralt. Geralt. It had Siri? Sir C- Siri. And then the, what's her name? I already forgot her name. I, like,
1: literally don't remember the other two. Jennifer, uh, Yennefer. There it was Jennifer and Triss. Uh, Triss was the redhead, Jennifer was the, uh, uh,
0: black hair? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look through the photos again to get all the, yeah, because uh, Henry Cavill as Geralt, we I have. Henry looks pretty good. Freya Allen as Ciri, we have Anya, Schwar- gro- Shalotra. I- that's sorry for butchering Shalotra as Yennefer, and yeah. uh, I believe that's the three they've shown so far. Yeah, and they look really they look really cool. Yeah. Um I think I saw a lot of women on Twitter just pining over henry cavill as carol they were like oh shit yeah i wish i had his jawline
1: his jawline is like ridiculous oh my goodness
0: (laughs) yeah so the 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 photos look pretty good i'm looking forward to this i hope to play the the movie i mean play the game before i watch the show i'm just playing witcher 3 i'm gonna skip over one and two yeah on switch (laughs) what no fuck that i already have it uh and then i'll I do want to read the books. Like, I also want to read the Metro books, too. So, like, those are mm. two sets of books I've been wanting to read for a while. So, if I can get to those eventually. And then, last bit of news that actually just came out today. We got the, Mul- the bleh,
1: Mulan trailer. I said Mulan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I thought it was good. Like, I still wish we could have seen, like, what Mushu looks like. Or gotten, like, any hint of the song. Like, any of the songs. Like, Who's if they- playing the cricket oh, shit, the cricket, too. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the cricket never had a voice. It would be funny if
0: they're like, oh, this famous... I would love it if they just go, this famous actor-actress plays the cricket, but they never say anything, and you're just kind of like, what what does that mean? Like, what's the... And it's just someone mo-caps a finger, and that's the cricket. (laughs) That would be pretty (laughs) great. That would be be so stupid, but it's something I would do if I was the director. That would be funny. I'm... I want to see more. Like All they did was tell me... That uh, they they got me interested, and I just want to know what happens. Yeah. Like, because what we saw, like I, I said, it, I, I saw it. and I was like, yo, this feels like H- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like the way did. the
1: their movement. It happ- focused a lot on like the combat.
0: Yes, very much. It was very combat heavy. Uh, the callback, at least to the animated movie, was the like whole thing of her becoming getting an arranged marriage, where they're preparing her and all this stuff. Uh, where she's like this isn't me and, and all that and kind of stuff Telling her
1: what's expected of her exactly
0: order. um at first i didn't realize that was her dad because he didn't look like i was imagining the dad from the cartoon oh and then you see her dad now and i'm like oh, okay that works um i'm just i'm curious i'm just really curious because i just want to know how similar it's going to be the only thing and it's like it'd be great if eddie murphy came back as mushu that'd just be perfect yeah. but the one thing there's only one if it, they don't have it this movie's trash you have to have the song.
1: Make a man out of you. Make a man. Out of you. Yeah, Fuck yeah. If that
0: song <laughs> isn't in there. I will run up to the screen and I will just start stabbing it with a knife. I'm be like, this no, no, everyone. no. This is not how this is happening. <laughs> but no, that song has to be in there you just, so like, that watch. I can sing along to it and people tell me to shut up and I go, oh, you don't understand.
1: I'm as mysterious as the dark side. <laughs> you like watch the movie like to its entirety. You walk out like, I want my money back. They didn't play the one song I on wanted They one. didn't play my song. <laughs> it's literally one of the best songs to sing to, though. It's so good. Oh. Like, Mulan, the... How insulting would it be if they, like, didn't play it the entire movie and it's, like, the song that plays during the credits?
0: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> insulting. But, yeah, now, Mulan, I'm so excited for it because it's one of my favorite animated movies. It's so good. It's, it's a great such, Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, and she's such a great character.
1: It's I just... Ah, I just want this to be good. Don't put Will Smith in it. <laughs> it's also like, I don't want to get too political about it, but it's one of the few like Disney movies that's like, yeah, empowering women, <laughs> basically. I mean, yeah, she's,
0: she's power, like, yeah, the, the whole thing is like Mulan and Pocahontas were two movies that really just did that and they're yeah. from our era because we grew up in the 90s. So mm-hmm. like the 90s movies were like Beauty and the Beast, which is also really good because it's like, oh, you have a girl that's really, really smart and just knows what to do because she can outthink People and everything else, but yeah. like if Sleeping Beauty, Lion King,
1: Hercules, Hunchback, Mulan, Pocahontas, Emperor's uh, New and Group, Little like, Mermaid, like Little people Mermaid. have a lot of problems with Little Mermaid because like wait a minute, so she literally gave up her voice to go with a man, like what?
0: Love makes you do crazy things. It man. does. but <laughs> I mean, I-, I love that movie too. Like it it's is, just yeah. yeah, it's it's great, and like all these do great things, and each one has a different cultural background. Like mm-hmm. with Beauty and the Beast, you have French. Uh, Little Mermaid's a Danish fairy tale uh, with Lion King. It's African and the Sarah Exactly. And then you have Mulan is Chinese, Hercules is Greek. Hunchback is also French. Okay, there's a couple French, but they're still great. And that's a much different story than Beating the Beast. Much different. Oh, absolutely. And then you have um, Pocahontas is American Indian. Mm -hmm. So you have all these different ones that are just each one tackling a different thing. Emperor's New Groove is Incan. Like, all these are really cool. Was Brave also Disney? brave is pixar and that's scottish okay yeah, yeah i was just trying to okay. think
1: because that was a scottish thing but like, that, that
0: specific would've... 90s was just the most diverse i would say out of any of them before that no, that's a good point and each one had their own spiel and then like eventually you get other things like uh norwegian with um frozen and mm-hmm. african-american with uh princess and the frog right and the others and stuff tangled is just Tangled. I don't really know what to tell you about that one. But, like, each one... They that was each... basically just Rapunzel. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just Rapunzel. and But each one has a specific area that they tackle. And each one has a different culture that they tackle. And I've always oh and of course aladdin oh yeah it's yeah. middle eastern it's it's arabian it's like just in general middle eastern which is really good which is why i was happy all the actors i looked through it all and they're like yeah adjustments i think she was like indian british which is okay but like you have two iranian actors you have egyptian you have all these other ones and then you have Smith. <laughs> uh but yeah like yeah all these and it was very diverse and set and each one i just like it that they keep it to where they're supposed to be because it empowers that specific culture and diversity for each one
1: yeah yeah that's a good point i never really thought about it that way they're like each one is so different
0: Mm -hmm. yeah all right so that's all that uh that's all the news we got really today uh not too bad actually we a little bit under an hour 25 not bad yeah pretty good
1: for us (laughs) yeah not
0: too yeah now we can go get some food we're gonna get some lunch now some birthday lunch Oh yeah yeah uh so if you guys want to contact us we've had one email so far which is great uh we had to talk about sonic's feet it was terrible thank you i was literally thinking about that for like the whole night after that you just see you stay laying awake at night like just not understanding it like just also
1: getting nightmares like i went home and i was like telling everyone at home like no you don't understand like sonic's feet (laughs) you don't understand (laughs) like it's weird okay (laughs) so
0: all right yeah we yeah if you want to be that second email whether or whether it's like we read you on the show or you just give us some feedback we would love feedback we'd love to know if we need to change things or what we're doing great we're not doing great email us at suturesidetalk at gmail.com if you want to follow us on twitter follow suturesidetalk and if you want to follow james on twitter follow him at invadergym124 and if you want to follow me follow me at gogocamzilla you'll find all that stuff at the bottom in the show notes but until then you guys have a great time we'll probably see you next week
1: thanks for listening